Hello, truthers. I'm Lauren Chippen, professional writer who has an androgynous mind. And I'm Cher McAnally, head of entertainment at Tumblr and lanternfly assassin. If you know, you know. Fascinated by that. Lauren, I know you live on the West Coast, so you have not yet been haunted by the constant, like the plague that is the lanternfly. I don't know if you've heard about this at all. No, I have not. Uh, I know we haven't even finished our intro yet, but definitely something to discuss. We're going to get to it. Yeah. Before we discover what lanternflies are, this is Dashboard Diaries, a podcast for you, the folks who are in this internet bunker with us. We talk about what's going on in our favorite hell site, get into what we like to call tumble lore, do phantom deep dives, and share the times when we've gone feral over a new ship. And because SAG-AFTRA is still on strike, we've been avoiding all discussion of TV and film, which is why we haven't done our week on Tumblr in a little while. But now I have to ask, Cher, what has your week on Tumblr been like? Has it been with, lan- is the lanternfly, is that a Tumblr thing? Like, bring me in on this. What's happening? Honestly, I have not even thought to search Lanternfly on Tumblr, but for people who live on the East Coast and essentially what's happening, few few summers ago, we started getting notices saying, hey, if you see this bug around the spotted Lanternfly, which is like, it's actually, it looks like, like a black and red spotted moth. They're beautiful. They're like, if you see these around, kill them. They're invasive species. They do not have any natural predators here. And they are just, they're like multiplying. And so we saw it, we started seeing them a couple summers ago. This summer, their population has exploded, Lauren. You can see it like streets will be covered in like hundreds of them. And like, and people have taken, you have to like, it's essentially kind of everyone has been, asked to seek van- vigilante justice with these lanternflies and stomp them out. And apparently in Philly, they really took this call to action seriously last summer. Unsurprising. So this summer, they have far less lanternflies. Meanwhile, New York is a hellscape. And apparently so is Pittsburgh. Apparently Pittsburgh is having a really hard time this summer too. And so I'm seeing a lot of stuff. Where did I... I saw on, I think I saw on Instagram today, the what is New York, like Instagram account, which I follow, which just posts like weird stuff happening around New York, posted this and was like, you know, this is what everyone's dealing with this summer. And people were commenting, what is this? And essentially they are coming. They're coming across the country. (laughs) Beware of the lanternfly. They're coming for you, West Coast. I'm so sorry. Stop them out if you see them. It's so bad. This sounds it's terrible. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm actually looking. I'm looking at spotted spotted lanternfly. Yeah, if you look at spotted lant, if you look up spotted lanternfly right now on Tumblr, there the people are making dead lanternfly art. I I see. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's quite there's quite a bit of content here. Oh my gosh, wow! <laughs> Including street art that has a photo of a lanternfly with the word kill or a painting of a lanternfly with the word kill next to it. There's one, there's one info post that has an animated text that says, I don't know, I, I don't know like how, what level of swearing I can say on that show. It says we can bleep me out if you feel the need oh, to. Oh, well, we, we definitely. That cunt. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, spotted lanternflies are the nemesis of the, the, the summer for the East Coast, I would say. This is wild. I My whole family lives in New York, and this is the first that I'm hearing of it. So really? they need to keep me apprised of the, you know, the, the bug situation there. 
It is, they are like, they're overtaking sidewalks. I went, one of my friends, one of, I went to one of my friends this weekend and they had a little gathering on their roof and I got a text before from, from him and he was, he texted the group, I have been up here killing lantern flies. I have over a hundred kills. Like it is. <laughs> oh my God. Ridiculous. And normally I feel really bad about killing bugs. I am not. Yeah. I, I rescue spiders in my home. Trigger warning. Sorry, Lauren. Like, wow, yeah. yeah. You're a better person <laughs> but, than I. But <laughs> <laughs> These guys, because they are a threat to the overall ecosystem, you know, I think we need we need to pull, yes. pull a Philly and uh, and get acting. And hopefully, you know, hopefully the rest of the country can learn from us and not make the same mistake of not really of not really taking it too seriously last summer. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. You can't let them put down roots. Are you familiar with Alberta's rat thing? No. The Canadian province of Alberta has no rats. They have like six rats a year. What? Because many decades ago, they just decided like they were going to get rid of all of the rats and they have like a rat task force and people report in rats if they see them and then they capture the rat and they take it away. And like people in Alberta apparently are so unused to seeing rats that sometimes the rat hotline gets calls about groundhogs and possums and things that are not rats because people are like is this a rat i don't know wow oh my yeah. gosh well that puts but it worked they they did it they have very few rats they have they technically have zero rats but obviously you know some yeah rats get in they don't rats don't respect the borders of provinces <laughs> that is wild and also really interesting because have you heard about the rat czar that was appointed in new york city in new york yes <laughs> yeah i wonder like i wonder if the if alberta was the uh inspiration there for the rat czar <laughs> who yeah has been <laughs> I just, when I think of the rats are, all I can think of is like the rats from the Nutcracker. Like, that's what I imagine. Yes. Of course. You think of Russian rats. Yeah, exactly. That's like the normal thing to think like, of. Like, why the, the rats rat are? Like, yeah, why'd they, why'd they pick the word czar? Right? Of, of all the words available to us, like, that doesn't, I don't, I really, <laughs> truly... I, I, Eric Adams is just out here vibing. I don't know what yeah, he's really I mean, making. He's I don't doing. think he's really making choices from like an informed perspective per se. More just Not kind so of this is the first thing that comes to mind kind of thing. I think that's more yeah, of his uh, first thought, best thought. Yep. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, so New York has a rat czar. New York needs to now appoint a lantern fly attache or something oh you know, some yes kind of lantern fly person and then tumblr needs to draw fan art of these two people these star-crossed lovers lantern fly versus rats oh my gosh okay i love so, that tumblr, so much go out and do that <laughs> this is relevant but not relevant to this when i when i first started working at tumblr we did a we did a scavenger hunt with misha collins on like across across tumblr i think i've mentioned it before Perfect. And one of the challenges in the sky, it was like both a scavenger hunt, but also like there were like, you know, fan art challenges and things. And one of the things was make a, make a ship post about the forbidden love between FedEx and UPS. Oh, incredible. And we got yeah. such incredible works of art from, from that. But that, yeah, that kind of reminds like the, I feel like the, yeah, the rats are and the lantern fly. What's a good title for I, a lantern Right? Fly like what's, czar. I'm trying to think of like an alliteration one. I'm like, what's the lantern fly lieutenant? Ooh, that's very good. I love that. <laughs> so, so the rats are and the lantern fly lieutenant. <laughs> I, 
I, that's a love story that I I can get behind. I would love to One be for the ages. a part of it. And I think at some point in the love story, there needs to be like a huge, like it's a love story, but like it's also like an action and adventure kind of story because they are waging this huge war, right? So there definitely will yeah. be like a fight scene or some kind of uh-huh. battle between where the rats and the lanternflies team up against the czar, the rat czar and the lanternfly lieutenant. Have to work together. And they have to work. To, they have to, to work defeat together. the two evils, yeah. so that New York City can get back to its equilibrium of just like the average, the normal amount of grime that we're used to. Exactly. Uh, we we need to get back. Yeah, we have like a like a yeah like a grime equilibrium that really like keeps New York, New York. And if it gets too clean, it's not right. You know, it's not. It's not you the know, city. And, and you have the, you have the cockroach colonel as like the, the, the godfather. Colonel. Oh my gosh! Yes. Being like you come to me <laughs> after all these years. You know that I am the the lifeblood of this city. <laughs> and you ask me for help. You know a cockroach can live for three weeks without its head. <laughs> I put my head elsewhere. I, like I listen. Like a children's book. Yeah. <laughs> a very weird children's Honestly, book for children yeah. about and, children of New York. We we've got the we've got the pigeon. The pigeon president, president the pigeon, president, pigeon, of course. <laughs> and no, we still haven't even gotten to the main topic of Obama <laughs> yet. But we are. I we still like, haven't talked about Tumblr really at all. <laughs> I haven't even talked about how your last week has been at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it could top that. I mean, the the lanternfly can't be beat. But I do think we should dive into our old Tumblr weeks and do our dashboard confessionals. I absolutely agree with you there. So, Cher, what do you have from the archives this week? I have a very pure post for the archives this week. Generally, I do a shit post, but I saw this one and I just thought it was really cute. So this is a photo that my dad posted on his Tumblr. Um, Your dad has a Tumblr? He does. It's at Looking Crow because he likes bird watching, especially crows. Following and now. And he posted this photo of him and my mom that were that was taken, like... Probably at this point, it was, I think they posted this in 20, August, 2018. So probably like, you know, 25 years ago. And it's just like, yeah, it's just a cute, this is so cute. cute little photo. It's my favorite photo of my parents, actually. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. I'll share a little, you know, it is dashboard diaries after all. I'll share a little, yeah. you know, diary excerpt there. So yeah, go ahead and follow my father. He is a photographer, so he has great photography. I mean, this photo is is beautiful, and I love that that he hashtagged it with hashtag my beautiful life, hashtag love my wife, <laughs> which is very, very cute. They're very cute. Uh, I am still explaining to him that you put your hashtags in the bottom part of your post, separate from the caption. But, you know, we'll get there. You know what? He, he's, he's learning. He's, he's learning, learning, and I'm so glad he's posting. I'm so glad he's here. And yeah, please so do cute. give my dad a follow if you want. Hey, dad. His name oh is Michael. <laughs> oh, hi, Michael. Your parents are adorable. I cannot wait for all of Tumblr to see them. We will reblog that to dashboarddiaries.tumblr.com, of course. And what do you no, have this week? I have a collection of screenshots Ooh. from the blog, The Art of Fangirling. And it's just a bunch of different text posts that that this blog has screenshotted and put into a sort of compilation with the caption what a girl wants according to tumblr it is a very popular this is from 2015 i believe and this is a very very popular format for posts of that time or sorry it's from 2014 it's from august 28th 2014 and so exactly nine years ago today Uh, and it's just a bunch of posts that say 
girls don't like boys. Girls like well-written female protagonists. Girls don't want boys. Girls want high-speed internet and dragons. Girls don't like boys. Girls like the Harry Potter series, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just sort of, it's a bunch of those. <laughs> and a bunch of sort of like very fandom-specific things, like including like Teen Wolf it's like vi- and Guardians of the Galaxy. It's in- extremely 2014. And I also think it's just like extremely 2014 in, in just the... The, the meme format, right, of sort of this, like, girls don't like boys, girls want this. Like, it, it yeah. really speaks to, like, what the fandom world was like in 2014. And it's a meme format I haven't seen in a long time because I think that, like, we sort of, like, moved beyond concepts of, of, of gender <laughs> to yeah. a certain extent. <laughs> but I also could see people using this meme for- format ironically now. And so I just, yeah, it just felt like a very, very classic classic t- collection of Tumblr posts that captured, to me, the essence of 2014. And August 2014 is actually the first month of the blog that I like currently have. My first blog that I started in 2008 still exists out there, but that's not usually what I use for Dashboard Diaries because I wasn't reblogging as much. I was mostly just like doing original posts. And so it's it's this was also what I was, you know, reblogging to my fandom blog in in the first month of having that particular fandom blog that I still have. And it is such a slice of 2014. Like it really is. Girls don't like boys, girls like dresses with pockets and guardians of the galaxy. I mean that is yes. one of the most 2014 phrases I have ever heard in my entire life like come on yeah. <laughs> you know it's yeah they you know and more actually there's multiple guardians of the galaxy posts and the, the second one being girls don't like boys girls like natalie dormer and cgi animated trees named groot i mean again yes <laughs> <laughs> so 2014 i love this <laughs> so we are going to sort of stay in 2014 today mm, with our main topic love that yeah we're gonna stay in 2014 and we're gonna talk about hobama Cher, what was your familiarity with Obama when I texted you saying, should we do Obama for the next episode? Lauren, you opened my eyes to a, a whole world, a Obama world that I had no knowledge of. <laughs> and so you had you had never heard of this I'd before. I'd never in my life heard of this, which I can't believe that I hadn't. But also I do. I'm like, I feel like it's kind of niche. But is it, was it as, I don't know, tell me, tell me what your experience is, how big it felt to you. It is, I think, like a little bit niche in the sense that I think, like, like in 2014, you were still in college. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you were sort of, you were using Tumblr. How were you using Tumblr in 2014, would you say? In 2014, I was spending a ridiculous amount of time on Tumblr. I was okay. reblogging, like, you know, almost hitting my po- post limit kind of multiple multiple times a week. It was like the nature of the, the reblogs. It was very, I was very kind of aesthetic and kind of fashion focused. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of beautiful, like, scenes of, you know, forests and cabins in the woods and like hot people and cute little outfits and like, you know, inspirational quotes that are like, the best way to live the life of your dreams is to just start living. And like, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Like stuff like that. (laughs) That was my Tumblr from like 2012 to 2014. Yeah. So yeah, that that tracks perfectly for me because I would say, yeah, when I first started my, my Tumblr in 
like end of 2008, beginning of 2009, I was using it to like blog about music and about like, you know, posting photos of musicians and things like that. And then I sort of got into like the aesthetic Tumblr and did that for a number of years. And then by the time that I left college, I was into fandom Tumblr. And so I feel like that was like a very common progression for people who joined Tumblr in its first like five years. Yeah. Who sort of joined for like music or photography or blogging. And then eventually you were sucked into the... The, the black hole the center of Tumblr, which you know is, is fandom, right? That is so, so funny, actually. <laughs> I, the joining Tumblr to embedded in, pa- in fandom or like, you know, to joining Tumblr to fangirl pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> is is real and like and i think i think it's a pipeline that like probably doesn't exist anymore because i think that probably now most people who are joining tumblr are joining it for the purposes of participating in fandom yeah because tumblr really is the fandom website but didn't really start that way right like we sort of turned it into to what it became and so for me by the time i started my current blog which i will not tell you the name of audience I was like deep into, I had graduated college, I was living in LA, and I was deep into fandom Tumblr. And so for me, Obama was like everywhere for like brief periods of time. But it, but like, I, I don't think it, it like sort of breached the containment of like Tumblr fandom at the time. Yeah. And then by the, the, by the time that like 2015, 2016 came around, pretty much the cent, like the main part of Tumblr was fandom that I think it probably would have breached containment. And actually, I think it did in the last couple of weeks, because the reason we're doing this topic is because of a recent tabloid article, essentially. And it I was looking through the popular reblogs on Tumblr in the in the Tumblr, like, you know, I think it's still a labs tab that I have of the popular reblogs. Mm-hmm. And there were there were a couple of posts about this. And so it sort of has broken the containment of fandom because now there is no containment of fandom because Tumblr is just a fandom website. Yep. Does that make sense as a thought? <laughs> I absolutely do think it, I think it makes complete sense. And you're so right. I mean, even Tumblr's kind of new, I don't know, mission statement or kind of what we've been saying our real, our real focus is as, as a company, especially from like the marketing and like the community side of things is Tumblr is a platform for art and artists and fans and fandoms. And that can, yeah. f- you know, if you are creating something, you are making art. If you are a fan of anything whether it's entertainment based or whether it's trains you know you are in you know you're a fan and in fandoms and so those are really kind of the two i don't know buckets i would say of of tumblr users yeah no that makes that makes a lot of sense and i think that like and i think that bu- those buckets overlap a lot too, oh right? 100% like, fan, fan art, artists fan right fic. like yeah exactly and so, yeah, so I think that something like this now has has had a little bit more traction on Tumblr writ large because everybody's sort of in fandom Tumblr mm-hmm. in one way or another, right? So, but back in 2014, to take us back to like the origin of Obama, as you might have guessed, this has to do with Barack Obama, the 44th president of the United States, and it also has to do with Harry Styles from One Direction. You may not have expected that part of of the Obama equation, but let me explain. So I think before we talk about Obama, we need to like briefly talk about Larry. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Larry? Yes, I'm familiar with Larry. How how would you describe Larry to somebody who like knew nothing about Larry or One Direction at all? Larry is the ship between Lewis Tomlinson and Harry Styles. I feel like they're is so much more to say about that that I am not saying. Can you fill in more information, Lauren? (laughs) 
Well, so I think at some point we'll, we should do a an episode on Larry. I have a great book recommendation, actually, by the author Caitlin Tiffany, who writes about fandom and conspiracies and a bunch of other things for The Atlantic. She wrote a book called Everything I Need I Get From You, which is about fandom culture, but specifically about like One Direction fandom culture and how it kind of shaped a One Direction, but also shaped the internet. It's a really, really interesting read. I can't remember if she mentions Obama in it. I don't think she does, though she she might, I'll check. I'll check on that because I still have my copy. But Larry also had this like massive conspiracy theory sort of attached to it that Lewis and Harry were in a relationship and their management was forcing them to keep it secret because they were in a boy band and it wasn't okay for them to be gay for each other and all of this kind of stuff. It's a, it's a, we'll have to do an episode on it at some point. It really goes down the rabbit hole. There's a fake baby involved. It's a whole thing. So in 2014. There was a photoshopped National Examiner cover that went around the internet slash Tumblr. I think it may have actually just been around Tumblr, really. National Examiner being a a well-established tabloid. And the photoshopped cover was like a picture of Obama with like, you know, President Obama having sex with this man. And then like it was, you know, pointing at a, a inset photo and I think like this actually may have been a real National Examiner cover because the National Examiner's you know a, it's a fake tablet yeah. everything <laughs> they write is made up but somebody photoshopped Harry Styles photo mm. into the like he's having sex with this man and for whatever reason <laughs> Tumblr decided to absolutely run with this Cor- kind of a la Goncharov yep. right a proto Goncharov if you will <laughs> and so Obama is the ship of Harry Styles and Barack Obama and their sort of star-crossed forbidden love of, of, you know, the president of the United Mm -hmm. States and the most famous pop star in the world and how they just want to be together despite, you know, it's sort of red, white, and royal blue-esque, if you will, (laughs) before that book was written. (laughs) And it was not, Larry was like a serious ship with like some genuine serious conspiracy around it. I don't know necessarily that Obama was like poking any fun at Larry. I, I I didn't get that impression, but it definitely was like for fun. Like it was not like I don't think anybody genuinely believed that yeah. the president of the United States was having an affair with a like 19 year old boy band star. No, no. I I think this is very much just a like a la everyone knowing that Goncharov is not a real movie, though of course we know that it is a real movie, and being fully committed to it being a real movie in the, you know, world of Tumblr, in the ecosystem of Tumblr, I think similarly, you know, this is just another version of like a fanfic, right? Exactly. Yeah. And there there are 32 fanfics on AO3, the last I checked, (laughs) which is not a lot. Gontroff has way more. Of course. And I'm I'm assuming, you know, a lot of them are 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 for fun jokes, right? Yeah. But there was one post in particular that somebody had put together back in 2014 of it's like a gift set of Harry Styles and Obama and it's sort of you know, set up in that way that that was very popular in 2014. It was a very popular format to make a gift set with like this was very common in Super Who Lock, right? Mm-hmm. You take gifts from Doctor Who, you take gifts from Supernatural and from Sherlock and you kind of pair them together so it looks like the characters are talking to each other and then you put made up dialogue over. Yeah. And so people did this for Obama, um, which I just love. And there was one particularly famous po- post that I'll, I'll be sure to reblog 
And this had a resurgence sort of in the last couple of weeks because of another tabloid article that came out about Barack Obama writing letters to his girlfriends when he was in his like early 20s in which he described having an androgynous mind and making love to men in his mind every day. The only like legitimate news outlet I could find that had written anything about this was The Independent, Mm -hmm. most famous probably to Americans because of a certain TV show in which there's a character who says, Trent Krim, the independent, (laughs) independent. (laughs) And I'm going to let that one reference slide for context. Oh, that's a good one. But I, yeah, I don't know if this is, if these letters are real, if they exist. I don't think that anybody's seen the letters. I think someone was told about them from an ex-girlfriend or, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's all very tabloid-esque. You know what? Androgynous mind does sound like something Obama would say. I'm just saying. It It sounds very Obama-esque. And I also love the phrase androgynous mind. (laughs) Me too. It's great. Yeah. And so, yeah, the Obama shippers have sort of come out of the woodwork to be like, (laughs) we've won. We did it. Obama is real. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I don't know what you saw when you dipped into the tag because I texted you about Obama and then what did you do? (laughs) I mean, I went deep on the tag. I apologize in advance for the amount of posts that I have saved uh, to the... I can't wait. To the Dashboard Diaries Tumblr. I dove in. It was all very much, yeah, like funny, funny posts about it. You know, you know, the some the username, the Fablemans2022 posted, it's important to remember no one has ever publicly denied Obama. <laughs> There's a post from user Boots and Dagger that says, Lewis tonight when Harry gets back to the hotel. And it has that welcome home cheater banner meme. Perfect. The next one is... <laughs> Is Barack Obama's 2022 summer playlist, which did include music for a sushi restaurant. So, oh boy, just, the clues are there. Just saying, you know, there was also a poll asking which, who, what everyone's favorite conspiracy theory about Harry Styles is. And at 40 Ooh, point, what are the options? The options are. When a pap thought Mitch is a woman and Harry is dating, parentheses, he had long hair at the time. That had 5% of the vote. Harry is actually bald and always wears wigs, 17%. (laughs) Mick Jagger is his real dad, 2.9%. He spat on Chris Pine. Ooh, that is one of my personal favorites, 18.4%. My my theory is he spat on Chris Pine and Chris Pine was very much okay with that. (laughs) Basically, the whole thing didn't, the, basically the whole don't worry, darling drama, 10.6%. Harry is secretly Barack Obama's lover, parentheses, Obama, 40.6%. Perfect. <laughs> Anne gave him one of her cats, Evie, 3.3%, and something else, tell it in the tags, 2.2%. And that's from 1,191 votes. So, Incredible. yeah. And I'll, I am looking through the tags right now, and they say, Obama sweep. Since when is Obama a baseless rumor? Of course <laughs> it's Obama. It's I still ship Obama, Obama, Obama always and forever, Obama five ever. You can pry Obama away from me when I'm dead and gone. Harry and Barack deserve a happy life. Obama is timeless. Obama forever and always in this house. Obama, that's why that's why Michelle nailed him in that dodgeball game. <laughs> like that's absolutely, and incredible. they they keep going, and they're all the next. LOL, I have a Obama lock screen and I'm not sorry about it. So just really, and the content was very much vibe-wise, Obama heavy and also, or not Obama heavy, obviously the Obama tag was Obama heavy. The Obama tag was exclusively funny and kind of tongue-in-cheek and jokey. And I did see quite a few Lewis 
tie-ins, whether it was, I saw one that was a iceberg and it said kind of like the, it said iceberg post Larry edition and Obama is part of the iceberg post. So yeah, some, some really interesting stuff in there. I had a lot of fun going through the tag and I love, I love a ship that is just pure for the fun of it, like kind of as a, like as a joke, which though they often, I feel like a lot of like, I would say, gosh, I don't know. So i so much of shipping does feel like, I don't want to say serious because it is jokey. People have so much fun, like, you know, shipping, shipping characters for all these shows and, you know, making fun I fan art, but it's, it's earnest. Thank you very much. It's Cause, earnest. It's, cause yeah. it's not like it's, it's yeah, you can have fun with it, but also like you genuinely do want these two characters to like be together and you see that love and you like care, like those, those like, tender moments in the show are, are like a big or title are like a big part of it, et cetera. Whereas yeah, with Obama again, I mean, I think everyone would lose their collective minds if it became real. I'm like, yeah, if someone asked you, Oh my God, can you imagine? And like, all I would ever brain, talk about again for the rest never, of my life. Yeah, I would have <laughs> brain empty, only Obama thoughts. Like I obviously, and if you ask anyone, even people outside of the Obama fandom, I think you would 1 million percent say people want this, but it is, I think, yeah. Versus being the kind of earnest shipping that you see in so much of fandom. This is purely comedic shipping. And I love it. And I think it's excellent. And yeah. I want more yeah. Obama-esque ships. <laughs> yes. More, because I think it's, 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 it's like a meta fandom activity. Yeah. Right? Where like the fandom activity of shipping, like the main activity in that, in that capacity is, is shipping the characters. Right. But like the fandom activity within Obama is, having fun and making jokes together about a ship, which is exactly. like different than shipping. Yeah. Right? And I, I think that that's a very fun. It's like a meme in itself. Yes, exactly. And it's, and it's like one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite posts was somebody asking a user named help. I'm a goat, which is a great name is Obama real. And the, and help. I'm a goat just responded. Obama is real and Obama can hurt you. <laughs> and like, I love that so much. I think it's the it's like the commitment to the bit, right? Yeah, like that's, we always talk about that on this on the show because Tumblr's so good at committing to the bit. And I think the other my other favorite thing about this particular thing and why I wanted to talk about it because of these like recent, you know, stupid tabloid rumors about Obama, is the institutional knowledge of Tumblr. Yeah, right. Like this was something that people were joking around about in 2014 when Barack Obama was still president. One Direction still existed. Like Harry Styles didn't have a solo career. Obviously. American politics now are different, <laughs> very different than they were in 2014 in many ways. Joe Biden is still in the White House. I guess that's true. <laughs> stayed the same. But I, I think it's just so funny that like this was a joke that existed and that did not exist in sort of the main Tumblr ecosystem necessarily in 2014. But then like this thing sort of happens on the internet that's like distantly related to the idea of Obama and everybody who is still on Tumblr and has been on Tumblr for the last nine years since Obama is like, let's go. Yes. I've got the post <laughs> locked and loaded. I've got the jokes. I'm ready to do it. And I think that it's that kind of like very, very few social networking sites have that kind of institutional knowledge. Mm -hmm. I think that aspects of Twitter did. I think the communities of weird Twitter and black Twitter absolutely had like, you know, users who'd been on the platform for a very, very long time and who would make references to things that had happened previously and all that kind of stuff, because those were sort of the two central communities that kept Twitter interesting. Yeah. And obviously, Twitter no longer exists. And those communities have pretty much gone elsewhere. But, you know, here on Tumblr, we're still 
digging up old jokes that like weren't even that popular to begin with you know it was no feral hogs right like feral hogs is probably a reference that on twitter would have made sense even mm-hmm. now because everybody you know remembers the feral hog day on twitter but like obama was not that obama was not that big and so i don't know i just there's something really charming in that i think that tumblr's capacity to never let a joke die i think is very charming i completely agree i think yeah tumblr is very much its own kind of I don't know, civilization almost, or like there's a, we have our own, we have our own like history and heritage and bylaws and, you know, like essentially like a mu- you could have a museum of Tumblr posts of all the, you know, posts that people, and you know, people keep adding on to posts as well that continue to come across your dashboard. I mean, I still see the, do you love the color of the sky post come across my dashboard? Oh yeah. And so, yeah, I think I, that's what I love about Tumblr is it is very, you know, once something catches on tumblr it doesn't really ever die like it's like the flame is always ready to be reignited you know on any kind of like (laughs) poster moment all it takes is that spark and it's back you know kind of in in the front of the consciousness totally totally oh tumblr never change truly if you had to pick a favorite fandom conspiracy theory would you have one Oh, for Harry Styles or just overall? No, just overall. Oh, my All fandoms. Favorite fandom conspiracy theory. Maybe it's something we think about and do an episode on. I don't know. I think that's a great idea because I am like, I don't even know where to start. I'm like, okay, give me five to ten minutes. I'll come back. I'll I'll come back to you after I've like really thought about this. But yeah, I think we should definitely do an episode on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can sort of bring, each bring a conspiracy theory to present to the other person with like, here's here's why I love this conspiracy theory. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, can be. I would love then in that case, please submit your favorite fandom conspiracy yes. theories. Send them to us. Let us know what you would like us to talk about on the next episode. I am very. I love that idea. I think that I think it could be fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so much to unpack there. There are some good ones out there. I feel like we're going to end up talking about so much more, so many more than two. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. Yeah, this might be a series this of might, episodes. Yeah, we should do. We could do once we get a once we have a list of the ones we want to do. We can do a poll, see where we start. I love using the polling feature yes. on Tumblr. Anytime I have oh, an opportunity, so great. I'm like, have I? Should I? Should I put this to a should vote? We? Should we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what the people have yes. to say. Mm. <laughs> All right, oh. fantastic. This is I. Look, I I started but did not finish Lauren a Obama haiku. So <laughs> it only it only has two lines and they don't fit the they don't fit the five seven five. It just says Obama the drama Barack's his world. <laughs> That is incredibly good. (laughs) Shall we do our feels corner? Yes, we shall. What has you in your feels, non-TV film edition? (laughs) Non-TV film edition of what has me in my feels this week. Well, one is a very, you know, personal in my feels, but still kind of, you know, entertainment related. There is this great DJ, Jai Wolf, and my, my friend who I actually met through through Tumblr because I back in my early early days working at Tumblr worked on onboarding creatives and he is a very talented kind of visual artist. My friend, ironically, his name is DJ DJ Forte. Uh, oh my god, amazing! Did, did the animations for two of Jai Wolf's songs and 
a bunch of us went to Drywolf's show on Saturday and saw his animations kind of like come to life in front of us. And they're so beautiful. One is kind of of a like giant robot like stomping and the other one was very kind of like Star Wars, like a ship like flying through space and kind of a vortex. They looked incredible and I just feel very proud and was definitely annoying to people around me at the show because I kept being like, hey, hey, my friend did that. He did that. <laughs> and people were like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, let's... let's music. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. So, yeah, that's what it was me in my feels this week. What about you, Lauren? I am in my feels about the, the sort of joint activity of listening to something and playing a video game. Ooh, okay. This is something I don't do that often because most of the video games that I play are narrative-driven. But every now and then I'll play a game in which I have to, like, grind a little bit, right? I have to, like, go around and, like, you know, build up skill points or go around and collect resources or whatever it is. And so I've been doing this a lot with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I've just sort of been going around and doing things and listening to podcasts. But this last weekend, I had a very weird pairing of I was playing, I had finished the Burning Shores DLC for Horizon Forbidden West and wanted to upgrade all my gear, which involves going around and killing a lot of machines and collecting resources. And so I listened to an audiobook while doing that. And the audiobook was called Hell's Half Acre. It's about the Bloody Benders, the sort of largely considered America's first serial killers, <laughs> who, who a family that killed a bunch of people in Kansas in the 1800s. And it was just, it was a very strange pairing of sort of listening to this book about an 1873's string of murders and playing Horizon Forbidden West. But it honestly was like a really good time and I upgraded a bunch of my gear. I learned a lot about the benders and I, I feel better better for it. So I highly recommend that particular experience if you play video games. Lauren, your ability to split your attention to focusing on upgrading your gear while also like ingesting information is very, very impressive to me. Well, to be fair, I, it's funny, I'm not, despite being a podcaster, I'm not great at listening to audiobooks. But so I, you know, probably each hour of the audiobook took me about 90 minutes to get through mm-hmm. because I would be like doing something in the game and then be like, fuck, I just missed the last two minutes. Yeah. I sort of like rewind and, you know, re-listen to stuff because I'm just not used to sort of focusing on the particular like cadence and tone of an audiobook. Mm-hmm. And so my mind sort of drifts. But... Yeah, it was it was really really fun, and I I, re- I recommend it if you're somebody who likes to do multiple things at once. This is why I love podcasts and love listening to things yeah. because you can do something else. Like I do jigsaw puzzles a lot while doing that. So yeah, I, it was it was great. Love that. <laughs> wow. Also, I I I maybe I'll maybe I'll give it another try because I can I can listen to a podcast and do things no problem. I think it does a lot of I do a lot of rewinding still but there's something different about an audiobook to me and I wonder if it's yes the intention when you when a podcast is still kind of like very rarely I guess unless it's narrative fiction is a podcast scripted and even if it is narrative fiction it's written to be read or said out loud whereas with like when you're reading when you're listening to an audiobook every sentence is so intentional and meant to be read and so I think it Mm -hmm. Like every sentence packs more of an inter- information punch or something. I just feel like yeah, I miss a lot more when I'm listening to an audiobook versus, you know, listening listening to a podcast. I'm totally with you. This was the first audiobook I listened to in probably six years. Like Yeah. <laughs> and it was because I was I was reading the book through my through my Libby app. I I got it from the library. Love Libby. Big um, Libby fan. And then I was like, shoot, I wanna read this book, but I also wanna play Horizon Forbidden West. 
what if I do both? And so I like signed up for an Audible account for this we month. We love it. And then... <laughs> por que no los dos. There it is. I exactly. Speak no Spanish. I apologize. I'm sure that was very wrong. <laughs> and with that, I'm Lauren Shippen, and you can find me at thelaurenshippen.tumblr.com. And I am Cher McAnally, and you can find me at overshares.tumblr.com. This has been Dashboard Diaries and... May your anons always be loving, your dash always refreshed, your gifts always be loading, and your ships always canon. May the fix you're reading always be finished, and the answers you seek always in the reblogs. Thanks for scrolling with us. <laughs>